Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Critical Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me once again is my go-to podcast compadre and co-host, Mr. Joe Lever. Joe, how are you faring this week, my friend? Faring quite well, Jimmy. Yourself? I'm doing just fine. Thank you so much. Now, uh, for those of you who are joining us, maybe for the first time, maybe for the 262nd time, and yes, that is the right number, 262 episodes. Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, we're going to jump right in today because there's a lot to talk about, about this very specific subject, and we are playing with time because Joe's computer will die, so that makes it even more exciting for you at home. Will we wrap this up a normal way? Will it cut dramatically? Who knows? I, I'm excited to find out. But Joe and I, we're going to talk about something that I honestly didn't think, Joe, we would ever talk about like fully again. That's the Justice League, because we finally watched Zack Snyder's True Vision, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, a film that came out a few years ago and is now on HBO Max. Now, if you haven't seen it, this is going to be full spoilers. The spoiler switch has been flipped. It's on the whole time. Uh, you've had a few years to watch that. And I would imagine if anybody is really dying to see this version of it, they probably already have. But maybe you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I saw the regular Justice League. What are the differences? And we're going to get into that today. So, yeah, uh, man, there's a lot to talk about. I wrote down some talking points. I said to Joe, and I'm like, even this won't be fully exhaustive. But I just want to get... Let's go technical for a second here, Joe. First things first, we're talking about the format. Uh, when we started watching this, it was like, oh, yeah, it has big black bars on the sides. Now, apparently, Zack Snyder had kind of uh, shot and recorded this for IMAX and larger picture formats. But when you kind of condense it down and the way that he had shot it, meant that this was the way that they were actually going to present it on streaming services. So those big black bars, they're there. I got used to them. Uh, Joe, I don't know how you felt about them moving forward. Like maybe in the beginning it was a little more jarring, but did you did you get used to them pretty quickly? Uh, maybe that initial introduction, it's like, huh, weird. Yeah, it, it takes a bit of getting used to for the first like two seconds and you're over it. Yeah, you try to. I think it's worse when like the panning shots and you can tell that there's like things and you're like, I want to see that. I want to like, like they cut through something. Like, sure, oh. it might have been a little more uh, <laughs> uh, tasteful if, yeah. Yeah. But uh, another thing, too, is this thing is over four hours long. I think that's including the credits. And it's broken up into six different parts. Now, let's just say this, Joe. This would not have released in theaters the way it released on streaming. It just wouldn't. Uh, even my beloved Lord of the Rings, which those films are usually pretty long, too. They're never this long. The extended cuts do get longer. But they would not release it and then also have, like, these kind of like chapters almost that kind of went throughout because I remember we were watching and we weren't even like halfway through and I was like, Oh my gosh, like <laughs> these chapter headings would pop up. And I was like, Oh, Oh yeah, this is a, this is quite a thing. You know, it's like we're watching half a season of a streaming television show or something. But for you, did you like how they broke it up? Did, did it really matter in your mind while you were watching it? No, uh, the, the, the headings of like, you know, part one, part two, part three, part four, part five, part six didn't mean anything to me other than, yeah, I really no meaning kind of artistic, um, you know, unnecessary, but like, I didn't mind it. Um, I don't remember any of them. Yeah. That's how important they are. Um, but at the same time, it's not like it's jarring or like, oh, get that shit out of here. Next scene. What's going on? It's nothing like that. Um, 
it, it was kind of a nice little meter like oh wow part three okay yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean, I don't know it's it's fine yeah. but uh yeah six parts wouldn't have released in theaters the way it is and i can see i mean there are blatantly some parts that they could have cut out fairly easily regardless of what version you're watching yeah. um and i think the only thing the only reason maybe i cared about the length of the film is because due to my uh lateness to the to the gathering <laughs> the online watchathon <laughs> uh, uh, we were watching it up until like almost three in the morning so um Great. I've already apologized for that one. I won't do it again. It's okay. Um, you don't have to apologize. I'm just glad you were there. I wouldn't watch that without you, man. It would not. I would not it, have watched it without you. Like, yeah, it wasn't gonna happen. I, there were probably comments and things that we missed off and on. I don't know what was with that party chat. It like it worked, but like yeah. for some reason it wasn't like working. Yeah, it was like hit and miss a lot. Like I could see times when you were talking. And I I just saw the the Sorry. indicator flash like you're talking and I didn't hear a thing. Anyway, um, I'm sure there were a lot of good comments. We'll, we'll have to watch it again sometime. Yeah, um, I'll be down Just for, for shits and giggles. Excuse my French. Um, <laughs> but here, here's the thing. Although there could have been some fat trimmed, yeah, I didn't mind whatsoever. I thought yes. the length of the film, you know, if you were to show something like in that, like that in theaters, awesome. Have an intermission at hour two. Yeah. Everybody yeah. go refill drinks. You get 10 minutes refilled. Okay, that won't work. Yeah. Everybody be in line for an hour. Um, yeah, you get 20 minutes. Bathroom break, refresh drinks, snacks, come back. We start again. Could be cool. Granted, for something like that, you're reserving seats for so long. Seats are getting warm. Uh, you're not changing over seats as fast, so you yeah. uh, you need to charge more for a ticket. But it was a cool film. I think that and IMAX in that that length and everything, I might have been fine with. Um, I'm not totally against a long film as long as it's worthwhile. So yeah. I think based on all that long, drawn-out summary from my point of view, I think most can determine what I thought of the film. But. Yep. He hated it. Anyway, no, we'll, we'll get to that because we, I will get more specific about it. But Joe made a really good point. I think uh, you're talking about kind of it being more artistic. This feels way more like an an artsy flair to it uh, compared to what we got in 2017. And for those out there who have seen Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, this does feel a lot more like Zack Snyder's stuff because it's all him. But it felt like the ultimate edition of that where... There were things in Batman vs Superman I remember seeing the first time, and I kept thinking like, "What? What is? What are they talking about? Like, what? What's going on here?" Scenes had been cut. But when you watch the Ultimate Edition, it feels more fleshed out. Here, it's the exact same thing. There are very few things, at least upon the first initial viewing for me, that felt like a stone that was left unturned. Like everything was checked out. Like it was like, oh, they're going to talk about this, or they're going to throw in another line or two to discuss this, or why did they pick this place to do this. That was really nice. Uh, Joe, you even talked about there was one moment with Steppenwolf, who we'll get to a little bit later on, that he says he kind of picks, I think it's like Chernobyl or wherever it is in Russia. And he's like, oh, this place has got radiation. And, you know, it's going to be helpful because it's going to prevent other people from coming and messing with us. And we're going to be kind of uh, alone. And that was like, a oh, that's a great piece. That of was part of it, as well as it provided energy to create the uh, defenses. 
Yes, exactly. So they suck the, the radiation out of it to create their defense uh, stronghold. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. It, it uh, kept people away because they still think it's, you know, grow a third limb or fifth limb. Yeah, Six, whatever. Third arm. How many limbs do we have? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. A couple. Uh, right. yeah. Those are the details that were missing in the first one that they really did a good job of. Because people like us that are invested and want to, you know, oh, this would be great. Justice League. I hope they do it justice. Yeah. And those are the details that people like us or true fans look for. Maybe general audience members don't care as much. But if they're serious or, you know, adult minded, I'll say they're like, well, that why would they do that doesn't make sense. It, those kind of things are answered a little bit because he takes the time to flesh them out. Well said. Continue. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, that's fine. But I do want to say this uh, because there's a lot of people out there saying like, oh, you know, uh, Joss Whedon's version or cut of it is inferior. I think that this was uh, crazy circumstances. Uh, and for people who don't recall. Zack Snyder had to step away from the project a few years ago because of a family tragedy, and Joss Whedon was called in. And I could see where Warner Brothers was going with this, because at the time, Joss Whedon had proven with Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron that he knew how to do a big superhero film. And they saw that success, and they know that they wanted to kind of course correct with DC's offerings, and they decided to have him come in, add his own jokes and things. A lot of that stuff, I would say 80 to 90% of the joke stuff is gone gone completely yep uh which yep. for better or for worse depending on how you look at it right but i see where they were Are going you a child or <laughs> <laughs> well it's it was very marvel right a lot of those things like flash talking about brunch that's gone like it's just it's they just chopped it off and i was like oh okay yep. uh but i so i see where they were going with that and where it's so weird it's so tonally different you know joss whedon versus like zack Snyder, very different directors and styles of movies that's why that first justice league i think it's maybe more palatable or was kind of the direction they wanted to go in or thought they should go in with this this is like the pure zack snyder like this is man of steel this is watchmen like uh which i i watched both of those recently and i'm like oh yeah for sure this is like this is his vision truly but the four hour thing, I just, you know, even looking at this show and getting all that extra stuff, uh, there were things in there that like, for instance, uh, there it's like a, I don't know if it's a minute and a half or two minutes. Uh, there are these um, ladies who are singing uh, when Aquaman leaves uh, in the very beginning from this kind of like little They're like Norwegian or something fish town or something. And they sing and it yeah. goes on for a long time there's a lot of things in this movie that just like kind of stretch out and you're like what and it's like, of like no significance i think yeah. that's the weirdest part you're just like why are they singing what that like you know he like just you know like derobes and goes into the water it's like okay and they're are they singing like a like a prayer hymn like they worship him sure and if that's the <laughs> I case guess. i would love some subtitles or something that just said like you yeah. know the man of the sea has come to save us and he goes away again or something like that exactly and I'd be like, oh, okay um so there's a lot of that in this movie really. the point the yeah. point kind of missed it is kind of yeah not which, many people are like oh yeah clearly they're they're paying homage to aquaman for bringing food during the harsh winter months when no ships can get into the harbor Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or like there, so that was kind of maybe on like the stuff that I was like, ah, oh, that's additional. You don't need. And then there was stuff like Wonder Woman's introduction that I think got fleshed out a little bit more. You still had kind of like these terrorists who were just like guys like I'm going to blow a bunch of people up and that's going to send a message. 
which I was like, eh, that's fine. But between that and the rest of the action sequences, it was it was amped up. There's a lot more fighting and a lot more brutality. This is rated R, uh, so there's a lot more blood. Like, I was noticing when, um, especially early with Wonder Woman, she's throwing these guys into walls, and you see blood splatter and stuff, and you're like, oh, like, Wonder Woman's murdering these guys, or she's horribly crippling I mean, them, uh, which, you know, she's got she's to gotta save these people. But I just kind of appreciated it because I was like, okay, they're really like sh- he's showing like if these people were real, what they probably would really do if they threw you into a marble pillar. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't just be like a oh, like I'm fine. Like you know, they just go into prison. It's like no, he's dead. Like you know, he's gone. Yeah, uh, I, I totally appreciate that uh, that tone of realism, right? I, I get that you can't make these, you know blockbuster monstrous budget films rated R because you know, the audience range isn't as wide. It, yeah. It's a money thing. I, I get it. But um, you know, uh, my, my mentality when I'm going to the theater these days is a little different than it was probably, you know, 15, 20 years ago. I, sure. I appreciate that realism and that, you know, that's how it would really happen. And I think it, it makes it more, it just makes it more, I hate to say relatable, because, yeah, you know, I, I see blood and guts every day when I'm doing that. I know. But, you know, you know what I mean? I think it's more connective and believable. And, Grounded, and you're, yeah. you're actually invested, I think, a little bit more because it seems so much more serious. So yeah. I, I kind of appreciate that. But I, I also understand, you know, the theatrical release, it, it's a money thing. Uh, so, yeah. There's also a little bit of swearing here. Once from Cyborg, once from Batman. And I'll be honest, for me, weirdly, I am more, and maybe I'm just a crazy fool and I don't understand Batman. I am more okay with Batman gunning people down than him swearing. For some odd reason, I whenever he says something like that, like in a really big way, especially at the end, which we'll get to, I just don't buy it. I'm just like, but I get it. It was like an extenuating circumstance. This is like a weird future thing that we're talking about. But it just, when he says it, I'm just like, I'm like, what? Batman? <laughs> Batman's just like, I'm gonna, it's like, oh, oh, Batman. Like, <laughs> He's just he's a different Batman, I guess, than what I'm used to. But uh, well, yeah, given that setting and that circumstance, I think, yeah, that's exactly the point. He's a different Batman. I know. It's just it bothers me, man. I don't know what it is. And like I said, there's a lot of people out there who are much angrier about the fact that he is still a very much a kill or trigger happy kind of guy. He is ready to gun everybody down. And obviously this one's more about parademons, whereas Batman versus Superman is like actual people. And uh, I think he was just kind of. He was kind of done uh, in that movie, but uh, as I was kind of reviewing this today, Batman versus Superman has him like super dark, gritty, ominous, as you were, Joe, uh, you know, 20 years on in his career. This one kind of brings him back to being hopeful a little bit, uh, and there's a little bit more kind of, uh, it's, he's slightly lighter in this one, uh, which is kind of nice to see, but weirdly, because there's so much extra stuff it dilutes the Batman. Like, I felt like in Justice League, it's so much about him and Diana's relationship, which a lot of that's been just wiped out. They have one moment where it's an extra scene where they both kind of grab for a a keyboard and a mouse, I should say, a mouse at the same time, and they bump hands, and that's kind of the most character development. There's not a lot uh, of that in there. I mean, is it just me, or when they're in that shop, don't they have, like, a full-on conversation, and this time around, it's a little more short and snappy, and that's, like, their most 
yeah. moments per se. He also there's a like a moment later on where the whole team is talking about resurrecting somebody, but in the original version, I think it's more so about um, basically Bruce taunting Diana about Steve and she ends up kind of like oh, pushing him yeah, against yeah. the thing and uh, there's more of that which I, I do kind of like that too uh, but obviously kind of a shift away from that stuff as far as the yeah. extras are concerned it's kind of like pushing her to stop being on the wayside give up yes. the past and like you know inspire people and I think that was him pushing her to go to Cyborg and get him on the team or something something of that nature I think he was already maybe on the team at that point he was I was trying to remember he's frustrated about something and they're basically just kind of throwing insults at each other uh, all I know mm. is that I don't know Diana forgot about the 80s man she doesn't want to talk about the 80s she's like I'm not talking about the 80s you know yeah, there's a problem there isn't there maybe but it's not like I get it he, when Zack Snyder was making these things and when they were writing all this stuff, they weren't thinking that there was going to be a movie that was kind of interjected in the middle. So it's it's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. They interjected it, though, but they also had, you know, Justice League did come out back in, what, 2017? They had 18? ideas, probably, yeah. <laughs> it's like, talk uh, to the team. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, sure, Patty, Wonder Woman can fly in 1984 before Justice League where she did not fly. She doesn't like to talk about it. She doesn't like to fly a lot. Some, maybe she does. Maybe she's just jumping really high and falling with style. All I can I say know. is where the hell is the Kevin Feige of the DC side? If we had that, this would be okay. We would, we would see these things coming. We would say, no, you can't do that until we come out with this one. Freaking develop a plan, yeah. you stupid shoot from the hip freaking people. I know people in the past, I know I've said it too, for a while I thought it was Jeff Johns who was kind of like that, but maybe not as much. I don't know if they have someone who is kind of steering any sort of ship or if they're kind of making a bunch of different things. But hopefully after this, uh, which very much felt like a continuation and I don't think it's going to happen, but after this I was just like, oh man, like I'd like to see where it's going. And also we we live in a post-Endgame world. I think in 2017... Uh, there was kind of the want for more of this, like, hey, it's lighter colors and funnier stuff. But now that, you know, Endgame proved to be such a big success and we're okay, we've had so much Marvel stuff. And trust me, I love Marvel, like, clearly, but I could see where there's a world where both can exist. And I think that's where a lot of people come at, you know, this film now, this version of it. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, I like this. But back in 2017, maybe, like, this was going to be too dark, you know, and obviously way too long. But uh, even if he had been able to complete it at the time, I wonder how well it would have been received, you know, versus uh, what we got with Justice League, which a lot of people were angry about, which another thing we should talk about, too. I believe they fixed Henry Cavill's lip. I might be wrong still, or they did. More I don't to even it. remember it from the first one. I guess I, I wasn't like staring at it closely enough. Or OK, something. if uh, we go back and I, I don't know if like well, we'd ever watch the regular or the old version, theatrical version of Justice League anymore. There's something about the way he speaks that you can tell that there's it's almost like. They had tape on his upper lip or something, and you could—he's kind of like, uh, like, hi, yeah. Uh, but now it looks great, uh, and he—he's—he sounds fine. Uh, and we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, but we do need to talk about this. It was a moment. This was like the moment I waited to watch with you because I thought it was going to happen, and it totally did. Uh, we get Superman back, uh, which you know it's always great to see him. And he's walking down uh, in his his fortress of solitude. More or less. actually, no, it's the the big ship that had crashed, right? And he's walking mm-hmm. through, and he kind of walks past the blue and red Superman suit, and he's kind of looking at something, 
and you're like, oh, like what? What's like? It's like, oh, it's time, and you finally see him come out in his like death of Superman, full black suit, silver S for hope, you know, I should say, like uh, his emblem, and boy, oh boy, I was like, wear it forever, dude. <laughs> like it looks <laughs> so good. I'm like, yes, we finally got black suit Superman. Like, mm-hmm. how great was that? Like, ah, it was so cool. Like for you as a big super. Superman fan was that like something you were like oh finally (laughs) yeah that was a happy moment for sure um and and after that when he actually goes and uh and his introduction uh during the big fight against Steppenwolf at the at the stronghold bold instead of of coming in and saying this guy's still giving you trouble which was like a pukey moment in the first one. Instead, it was a lot more like it was just intense and, and badass. It wasn't hokey bullshit. And we didn't have some weird Russian family or whatever outside of the radioactive zone that they had to wheel away. Superman carrying a freaking apartment building away. I don't know whoever thought that was a good idea, but I'd like to see him hung up on a telephone pole and get rocks thrown at him. Oh, okay. He has to save people. Yeah. People want that in their superhero movies. I think in the yeah, original... Sure. He shows up, leaves because he hears that people are in danger, and then shows back up and says, is this guy still giving you trouble? In this one, the first thing he does is because he's trying to protect Cyborg, because Cyborg's trying to get rid of the three mother boxes during the Unity. He takes the shot from Steppenwolf's axe on his shoulder. On his and shoulder. And he yeah. stares at me and says, not impressed. I'm like, my gosh. Like, yeah. he doesn't know how powerful <laughs> that axe is. He's just like, he's like, it's not gonna, it's not gonna hurt me. It's oh, like, that oh, dope. that's, that's pretty good. So yeah, uh, Superman does stick around and uh, kind of kicks into that fight. And all the fight scenes I thought were amped up. A lot of it was they from, good, yeah. yeah, a lot of it was from the theatrical version. They just added some things like Cyborg got a little more play with his um, sonic cannons. True. Uh, there was a little yeah. bit more to the Superman versus the Justice League fight, which I appreciated. You get Flash running into Aquaman later on. Yeah, after uh, they resurrect him there and he's by yes. his old statue. Yep, yeah, which cool. is great. I do miss a little bit, and I know a lot of people say this is stupid, but I do miss where he does pick up Batman by his face and he says do you bleed there's something about that i know it sounds dumb but i like to think of like okay. a resurrected angry superman who's like he's like do you bleed and you know it's bad yeah. Netflix, batman going like yeah dude i do it. oh for sure bleed. Yeah. uh but and then later on with that kind of weird joke where batman's like yep something's bleeding that one doesn't play as well also you could tell that suit doesn't it looked a little weird being so like bright and light and that like the texture of it this looked a little bit better it was much more desaturated than the original or that justice league that we that we end up getting in theaters uh but batman yeah batman got a chance to use like some of his gadgets to stop like uh clark's little laser beams his eye beams and stuff i was like yeah that was was impressive that was really cool as i told you joe i don't know if you heard me while i was uh, while we're watching this but i was thinking i was like if there's any moment to do this, I was like, maybe there's a chance he pulls out either a kryptonite dagger or brass knuckles or kryptonite knuckles. I was like, if this, if any movie's gonna do it, it's probably gonna be this one because I could see him like getting grabbed by him and just pulling out and just cracking him in the face. I was gonna be like, oh, because like the scenes kept going longer than I thought, and I was like, oh, maybe he's gonna do it, mm-hmm. and then he didn't because he was like, I'm about to die here, <laughs> and thankfully Lois uh, showed up and that didn't happen. So I was like, okay. That works. Yeah, too, you know? and Batman in the original theatrical, doesn't he, like, you know, radio uh, Alfred bring out the yep. big guns or something, and yep. they deliver... It wasn't his mother. It was uh, Lois, right? 
Yeah. yeah, which that I think works too. I think it's kind of weird, and I feel kind of thankful and grateful that we got both versions, weirdly, because I like to see multiple stuff like that, because it's like, yeah, that would make sense. That's a that's a Bruce Wayne big brain move. Like, he's like, if this goes poorly, like, we're going to bring Lois in, because she's like the only one. It's like the Hulk, you know, and, and Betty Ross. It's like, you bring her in, and then it's like, oh, okay, the Hulk has been stopped. But before that, he's like, it's unstoppable. But I get that. And this one, it was just kind of like she was around and she saw it happen. And she's like, I got to go check this out. And it's like, OK, fair enough. Um, we've gone we've gone through. I'm trying to think back here. Just I skipped around. So if you're looking at the talking points, we've jumped around a little bit. So don't worry yeah, about it. Was something I wanted to hit. And now I forget what it was. One thing I will say this about the resurrection sequence, I really like the fact that uh, they played it up a little more of the intensity because in the original version, Aquaman says, this is a bad idea. And Bruce is like, do it. Uh, and then they do it. But this one, it was like there was a full countdown on top of it, even more so. And then there was like Flash went back in time just a little bit there because the mother box hit the water or hit the like oh, amniotic fluid and they bit, came yeah. back up. And I was like, so he didn't. He didn't manage it perfectly. That's what I kind of liked about this one. There's a few screw-ups yeah. in this movie, but they come back from it, and you're like, that's pretty good. And you're like, Oh, and I also like how the ship is like warning him um, not to do this. It's irreversible. You should not do it. And it's – it's. I, I like I – lo- I really like um, – I mean, I, I don't love, but I, I appreciate and enjoy what they did with like uh, Kryptonian technology. Yeah. There was that line I was joking with you about where it's like the the uh, onboard AI said like the future is now rooted in the present and I was like what? I, <laughs> I didn't quite understand that I think I asked you I, I don't really get it <laughs> I think it was saying like there were multiple like outcomes for this and there and it was like if you do this like this is how it's going to be moving forward and I was like how does oh, the sure. ship AI know yeah. this I was like this that ship AI is really freaking good thank goodness Jor-El has been purged otherwise he would have shown back up as AI to be like he's like resurrect my son it'll be great uh it's like yay <laughs> uh but yeah uh there was a lot more cyborg now speaking of cyborg right there there's a lot more cyborg stuff in this a lot more we're talking like his full like a cyborg movie is in this movie like his origin story like him when he was a football player like him going to his mom's grave and i made that joke because he buries a mother box over there and i was like he's gonna try to resurrect her with with the mother box or he does something over by her grave you remember that part uh there's there's a lot a lot of cyborg stuff in this uh you know and i was like oh wow like they flesh him out and introduce him a bit more appropriately. I mean, flesh him out. Nice. Joe. Good joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the first time we meet him and everything, and they they you know kind of make you understand him a bit more. I mean, he's always brooding and kind of hmm, gruff yeah. and and um, never quite. Uh, it's kind of apathetic. In a happy place. Yeah, yeah. It, it helps that cause, and and um, I, I don't know if I like him more. I mean, I do just because of that. You get more time with him to understand him and maybe appreciate him a bit more. They did a good job with the character and everything. Um, the original one, you know, because it's only parts of what you see in this one. Yeah. And when it's condensed down like that and you're missing a lot of the uh, more meaningful things, it makes you really uh, not appreciate the performance in the theatrical cut. Yeah. Whereas here so I actually appreciated it more because there was lead up to it and more understanding and a- apathy, like you said, and, or 
Empathy. Is that I was, well, he's kind of apathetic as yeah. he becomes, it feels like more robotic. Like he just starts to be like, he's like, what's the point? Like with all this stuff. And then he has that moment where it's like, well, you could make this really hard, you know, single parent, this struggling mom who's a waitress. And he just gives her like a hundred thousand dollars because he like goes into the net and he can like make that. And I was like, how oh, he can just like make money. I guess like he could, he could just do that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, it's kind of limitless power in modern society, basically. And they have his dad narrating that and telling him, um, yeah. it's kind of interesting. Which, again, I really think he could have gotten his own movie or I'd have liked to have seen that before this one. And not that everything needs to be Marvel or the MCU, but I think that would have helped along with uh, his dad, which there's a lot more stuff about his dad working at Star Labs. They even introduce like his partner who becomes the Adam later on. That is kind of that guy who's there um, working with him in the lab. I don't know if you remember him. His name was like, I think it's like Ryan. He had like black spiky hair. He was like in the lab with him all the time, and they, he he didn't Are have a ton. Guy? Yeah, he didn't have a ton of play in the movie, but he's he was going to eventually be the Adam who you'd probably recognize from as Brandon Routh played him on like Legends of Tomorrow and the CW stuff. He's like he can shrink down. Oh, the and, robot suit and stuff. That's mech tech suit. Yeah, okay. kind of Ant-Man-ish. I when you say Adam, I think of like Dwayne the Rock. Not Black Adam. Sorry, no, no. You're like, wait, how does that work? Yeah, I'm thinking uh, Black Adam. I'm like, man, yeah. that doesn't really match up well. <laughs> so all that stuff, I felt like could have been its own movie. And then also we get like a bunch of preamble to Aquaman with a, some Willem Dafoe with long hair, which I was not expecting at all. I think his name popped yeah. up at the beginning, and I was like. What I said that I'm like Willem Dafoe's in here. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> sure uh, Amber Heard was something. there and and played yeah. a bigger role than last time. And, Which they yeah. do set up and show him getting um, his mother's trident and everything. Uh, and you know, like I said, it's a preamble to Aquaman. But at the same time, I kind of wish, like that's like part of the reason this thing's four hours long. There's all that stuff in there that probably could have been better off in you know a previous film. If they could have done sure. it, sure. You know? But you know what else? That uh, that moment, those moments were well suited to the film because it's that's the problem. That's the problem. Justice League was premature in almost every way. The only the only reason the only people who didn't need their own film leading up to this obviously are Superman and Batman because we yeah. had seen them in prior movies. Yeah, you didn't. And, and let's face it, do you really need the background or the introduction for those characters at this point? No. Um, <laughs> But we've had it, you know, um, whereas Aquaman, you know, they had to take the time in Snyder's cut to here's how he got the armor. Here's where he got the trident. He didn't just he just wasn't there already. Everybody's like, wait, is this after the Aquaman movie or before his armor was a little bit more saturated in the theatrical version? And, and for a second, you think it's the King or King or King, whatever the King Atlan. Atlan, yeah, you think it's all that stuff, and you're so confused. You're just like, ah, you just yeah. So this movie does those things well to try and make up for the fact that they didn't get their own solo lead-ins. Yeah. Um, and the only one that I feel like they don't really flesh out too much or lead them in very well is the Flash. But granted, I mean, the Flash, I feel like more than any of them besides Superman, Batman is. A character, especially when you have like the TV show and everything, I feel like he's fleshed out fairly well. People understand, yeah, he's struck by lightning super fast, all that bullshit. So, um, but I think it's pretty clear. There was a lot of time spent on, here's how they get to here. Here's how they get to here. Welcome Cyborg to the film here. You know, so there's a bit of that. I didn't hate it. It was well done. If you're going to try and do that to, you know, to 
get this big monstrous monster of a movie if you want to really do justice league this soon prematurely you have to do things like that to make it feel like it's appropriate yeah no totally that's, that's yeah. well put otherwise you feel like you were just you were a freaking live lobster dumped in a boiling pot you know well sure and if you didn't watch justice league or were unfamiliar with these characters beforehand and you just watched this you would be like what is going on uh but they do you know you bring up barry and Barry gets that scene, that action sequence that was cut from Justice League and now is in the Snyder Cut where he goes and saves Iris West um, from this kind of crazy explosion. He kind of turns really fast, his shoes disintegrate, uh, and he runs yeah. outside to save her, grabs a CGI hot dog, which I was like, what is he doing? And then it's like, oh, he's trying to get a job at this pet store and all yeah. the dogs love him because he's got a hot dog. At first, I was like, what is happening here? I was like, this yeah. is so much, right? <laughs> it was a soft It was a soft intro of the character, right? I yeah, don't think totally. It, it wasn't as meaningful is like cyborgs where you actually get kind of the here's where he was here here's yep. where he is now here's what happened between that point yeah somewhat you know um the quick cliff notes breakdown so to speak so yeah um i don't know did you feel like you needed a little bit more for flash or oh, maybe no. they could have done something a little better i liked that i, I just they could have they could have i it would have been nice to have that just in the theatrical version like if you weren't familiar with flash you'd be like okay, this guy's kind of quirky. He's trying to get a bunch of jobs and he's super duper fast. And that's all you'd need to know. Like then when he gets introduced to Bruce Wayne, you'd be like, oh, I kind of know a little bit about this guy already. Like I get what he's about and I could see where he would want to join up with their team without really, you know, asking questions. Like I'm surprised he didn't ask to get paid. You know, he's like, you're rich. That's your power. Yeah. Can I get some money? Like I'd love to, (laughs) my dad's in prison (laughs) and he didn't, he didn't kill my mom. (laughs) instead of the whole trying to get a job pet store bullshit scene, maybe they should have gone back and been like lightning strike, dark matter powers. Sure. After coma for a while, mother dies, father framed. Here I am. You know, so maybe that I feel like that might've been the more, you know, you didn't give them the solo film that, you know, the introduction way before justice league happened. So you better like do the quick cliff note. Here he is. Here's how, here's why. Here's today. You know, yeah. I, I feel like I would have approached the Flash a little differently because I'm, I think he's the only one that didn't get the, the the right introduction. I feel like Aquaman, we know we have Aquaman the movie. Great film. Did really well. Um, I feel like maybe him, we get enough from him as to here's why he is with the Justice League. Here's how he got his trident, all that stuff. They, mm-hmm. they give a little bit of that stuff in there which is great. But we also get the Aquaman movie, which happens post justice league, uh, which is nice because we know, okay, you get, you, we've gotten the background, right? Everybody who's seen that movie likely went and watched this or justice league. Um, so I feel like there it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> because of that, had we not gotten Aquaman yet, they better have done something a little bit more. Um, but so I, I yeah, of all of them, my point being, Flash needed a bit, something a bit sure. more meaningful. Yeah. He, Ezra, Ezra Miller or whatever, he, he's fine. I think there's something a little, he doesn't, They he talks about ADHD or ADD or whatever. He says that at some point, I'm fairly certain. Does he? He could have. Yeah, I, I swear. Yeah, this is what you get when you combine this with, with a high metabolism or something like that. It was, he says it at some point, I'm fairly certain. Um, because I'll be honest, and not to be insensitive to people with that, 
um, issue, ADD or ADHD, but um, the way he acts the character or portrays that character, I think that's the vibe you get. He's very spazzy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a lot different than the character you get from or the Barry Allen you get from like the TV series um, or on the CW. Yeah. Uh, very different. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's some tweaks that could be, which I don't mind that. You know, it's a different take on the character. I think it's totally appropriate, but I would have liked to have seen, they should have given him his time early on to establish him as a relatable, care about him character. Sure. Um, Whereas the others, I feel like they did a fairly good job with this film to do that and establish that. Yeah, and it's weird. The one thing they kind of took out, and they still have this scene, uh, it's a little bit different, uh, but is getting actually Superman's body and maybe one of the most kind of relatable, or I should say like moments that might connect you to flash is like him talking to cyborg. Uh, and I don't think they have this in the regular one. This is the problem. I just watched, I watched both of them in quick succession. So it's hard for me sometimes to tell which is which, but I think they, he talks about that. They were both the accidents on the team. Everybody else on the team right now is like they're they're on purpose or they like, you know, they're super powerful because of a certain reason. But Flash and Cyborg were both like, yeah, we didn't mean to get these powers, but we did, and we're the newbies, so hi, how you doing? And I was always like, oh, that's pretty nice. However, I think he's way better in the finale, where uh, instead of saving people, he's trying to build up enough charge to um, power up Cyborg so he can kind of rip these three mother boxes apart and uh, ends up getting hurt, because if you shot at the Flash while he was running in a circle... I don't know if it would matter where you shot at that circle. You'd probably hit him or never hit him. I don't understand how that works. Uh, but one parademon <laughs> is like very good about that. It was like, good job, parademon. But uh, he does do almost like a flashpoint type moment where he kind of prevents uh, the true failure of the Justice League. Because like I talked about with the mother box before, but on a grander scale, the Justice League lost. Uh, the first time they like it didn't work out for him and Barry's like no man like I'm not gonna let you know dark side and everybody kind of pop up here and kill everybody because uh, they're like the explosion happens or something like that because it like it takes them all out yeah. and Barry's like no that's not happening so they do this really cool scene and man like this moment and plenty of other moments but this one in particular Joe for me I was like oh man the budget. This was not something they could have just like released a few extra scenes and call it the Snyder Cut. It was like, no, this is like when Barry's going like kind of back in time and like things are happening before him as he's moving forward and like all these effects are going off. I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, somebody was working, like a bunch of people were working on this and they're like, this scene is nuts. And I was like, oh, it's so cool. They, they spent time on this. So I was like, yeah. And stuff. it was nuts. I, I really like that. that. You know, that was one of the things about the theatrical cut that I just, I, I almost could care less when they get to Chernobyl or wherever that was in Russia. Um, and they, they have that fight. First of all, the set, first of all, the, the family trying to escape in their truck, like, uh um, the oversaturation and the fact that like everything was red and seemed to be like covered in the weird reforming of the environments. This time it was just, it was the defense, the defensive hole where Steppenwolf and his goons were. And then it was the outdoors, normal-ish. Yeah. You know, they didn't like, everything was red everywhere. It was like, because <laughs> that was like very jarring for me back then. Um, they also, there was there was a bit more stuffed into this thing in that end sequence when they're assaulting Steppenwolf's uh, stronghold. And I really liked it. I'll admit, I was getting a little goosebumpy. 
when Batman or when Superman came in, I was <laughs> Oh, and Batman I think gets a lot Thank you. The way he infiltrates the place and everything, they explain it. He tests the shield and all this and that. You pointed that out. I was gonna talk about it. uh, And then he also gets his, you know, the sequence of him like spitting out the Batmobile and then just wrecking face. Like it felt better for some reason. I don't think that was that wasn't even in that wasn't even in the theatrical one, right? I apologize. I didn't watch it. Beforehand. I believe he does take out a few parademons, but this one yeah. is more of like it's short lived, right? He's he's kind of taking out people on the turrets and stuff too. Like Batman really knows his place in these fights. He's not going to be like in the thick of it fighting Steppenwolf or like with Doomsday. He was kind of like I'll do a thing and run away. It was like that's True. what he does. Yeah. It's not like he's going to tank those. But yeah, he got to do more. But I'm so glad he brought up the shield thing, Joe. It's one of my pet peeves in movies when somebody charges a force field or a shield and they shoot missiles and they hope that it breaks it just enough that they can go through. Because in the regular version, he does it once and goes right through. In this one, he, like you said, he tests it, and he's like, all right, I'm going to have to hit it really hard and then fly the flying fox. That's the official name of that giant whale uh, <laughs> of his ship. Which they explain that thing. how they got it flying. Yes, Cyborg and this one. actually like hacks into it and, and repairs some uh, computer control yeah. things. And lo and behold, here it comes flying up and love that. Because they, they didn't really explain that before. Well, I guess that was, was the last nice. one. It, like, it's and cooler because Bruce it makes... Has it well, it's cooler because, like, you know, Cyborg had, like, helped. And because, like, in this one, they exactly. say that all the best people at Wayne Tech were like, we don't know how to make it fly, which is crazy. Yeah, because, like, it's a, great. I was like, I don't know what... There's something about this one in particular that was so hard to make fly. Probably because of the design. It's shaped like a whale. I'm sorry. It bothers me so yeah. much. I'm like, I get it. You got to put the Batmobile in there. We were talking about this. I was like, a lot of his machines are very chunky. Uh, he's got the Nightcrawler who that you're not a huge fan of. But at the I very end, they showed the um, Dark Knight Returns tank that he's got the big treads and it's got like the big bat face on the front. And I was like, oh my God, they were going to do that. Yeah. Thing. I was like, I was I like, the the thing about that, I saw that at the end and I was uh, like, you you realize to get that thing to move the amount of power you would need? He's got a lot. Sure he's got a couple thrusters. flying really fast. Oh, yeah, it's moving. <laughs> oh, man. Ready to kill people. Uh, but Burns anyway, I just... You feel like an alcoholic. Yeah, well, you mentioned that fight at the end, which is really great because, uh, you know, I mentioned it before, Superman, the first thing he does uses one of the moves I think you've said in the past you don't like. Maybe you've come around on it. But he, the first thing he does is he breathes. He just does his little... He breathes on uh, Steppenwolf's axe, and then it, he, like, shatters it right away, which was, like, the defining... They defeated him in the theatrical version when they, def- like, destroyed his axe together because they kind of do the same thing, and Wonder Woman kind of does the... Ah! chops it and it's like hey we beat him and then the parademons take him away and this one it was like hey we destroyed your axe and now we're going to just beat you up for a bit like they mutilated this guy like almost quartered him it was crazy they they were like ripping him apart i was like yeah superman slices his freaking horn off and stuff and then the the kill where aquaman like stabs him in the back and they like throw him up and diana chops his head off and the head goes through the boom tube back to dark side i was like oh my my god that was it was like don't come to earth baby it's like yeah Yeah. i was like those were the kind of things that i just dude i expect 
out of films like this but. see that's where like i get where batman doesn't kill and is i guess he's okay with killing aliens but it would have been a big downer if bruce was like hey guys i, th- I thought we said we weren't killing anybody like you know it would have been weird <laughs> like yeah. somebody is trying to kill everyone on earth yeah let's not kill him he's like put him in prison <laughs> they'll learn uh yeah, yeah. which uh yeah we've, we've talked about this in the past but steppenwolf i'll say this they really designed his armor. It's like living armor. It's kind of got all these like shards kind of poking off of it. And like when he catches yeah. the arrows early on from the Amazons, it can kind of like, it'll kind of catch and you know, rip them off and stuff. And his face looks a little bit more like his eyes. There's a little more animation behind it, or it seemed a little more cartoony, but in a good way. Like there's a little more yeah. emotion there. Maybe had, more yeah. compared to Marvel, maybe a little bit more Thanos-esque. Like yeah. there's actual like personality there. The eyes actually like, you relate you, you relate to it it's not just some dead like gray yeah. white shark with the dead eyes and it's just yeah it's just an animated thing there it was it was legit i think it was well done i thought his armor was maybe a little bit much i don't know how you felt about it i just thought it was like i thought it was cool but sometimes i was like man they spent a lot of money to make that thing look like living metal i was like oh my gosh oh i'm sure yeah the way the way it does certain things like yeah like you gave the example of the arrows like the amazons like just freaking litter his chest with arrows and the way the armor is designed it's like a bunch of um a bunch of skutes or scales of metal almost and then and so they hit all of the gaps and the arrows stuck in them and then the skutes or is that how you'd say it like dragon scale skutes skutes or like on the back of an alligator the skutes Scutes, scutes. You got Either way, they like scissor. They all, they all like meld together, and they so the like a scissor action when they when they close yeah. together, they just snap the arrows off. So presumably, he's still got a bunch of arrowheads in his body. <laughs> but at, at least the big sticks are not. But it was kind of cool. It was like an adaptable armor that would actually like you know he could like kind of Iron Man nanotech suit. It would just yeah. you know unveil when he wanted it to kind of a thing like when he's speaking with dark side who i think we should save to the end by the way um but yeah this time around i I like stefan wolf a lot more yeah um you know each step of the way him getting the mother boxes i think is much more appropriately fleshed out and um the things he does i i appreciate more uh and when he's like interacting with other characters the violence the the actual impact of him being there is felt people getting chopped in half thrown around like you you think okay he's somebody to be ta- you know to tangle with um the whole time am i thinking okay superman's gonna show up and it's just gonna be, yeah whatever yeah not really i mean he's something to be reckoned with he takes on all the amazons he you know boots wonder woman around i mean i think yeah you know it, wonder woman and aquaman together in That's the a lot. in the early part of that fight i mean he's at first, it's like, oh, yeah, they're getting him. But then all of a sudden, he's just like, enough. And uh, so he was something to be reckoned with. So I think that's well done is establishing him as an actual, like, viable villain. Yeah. Like, he's not just some crony, although he seems to be. He yeah. is uh, in the grand scheme. Um, he holds his own and actually seems worth spending four hours on to a certain degree. Yeah. The thing that the thing that makes it even better is that you have this overarching higher power above him mm-hmm. that really makes it more impactful of like wow the 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 villain how do you, how do you want to say it the uh the mastermind 
it's kind of like, you know, you have these stepping stones of villains towards the big bad. It's kind of the sure. same way that Marvel did it. You know, you had a lot of other people involved, maybe related to the big bad, but never the big bad until the, the you know, the big deal. So, like, you know, presumably Justice League 3, you finally actually get Darkseid in the flesh on the planet. They're actually, you know, so... I think there's a good setup there and um and it, and it I would like this movie had multiple cliffhangers. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, multiple cliffhangers is a is one way to put it, I guess, you know. Not only it's kind of like every time they would tease Thanos at the end of a Avengers movie or something like that, it'd be like, "Oh, when are we going to get him, you know, in yeah. the flesh and fighting and and that sort of thing." Um so there's that kind of side of things. Um, and the other characters that they show off alongside dark side with alongside side, dark side, 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 Um, so there's that side of things where it's like, uh, you know, kind of bated breath with oh, more dark side. <laughs> give me, give me, give me. Yeah. Um, who's done really well, by the way. And the fact that they actually like had that little bit of like, here he is guys, you know, the one day you're going to get him. And that was great and, and well done, well designed. The voice acting was good. Um, but then now you have the, the, the other side of things where, um, you know, you get like the alternate It wasn't an alternate, was it an alternate timeline. Apparently that flash that, created. So you get the whole end sequence. That end sequence apparently supposedly was going to be the future. Potentially, but I also don't know if that would have been like a branching future because it seems like it should have been, especially with the people they say who died. And you're like, really, are they going to kill off these major players? And I was like, mm, I don't know. Uh, so, I don't know yeah. either. It has to be actually the future because at the end of the movie, I don't think we got this in the theatrical cut, but Bruce says to Clark, congratulations, by the way. They show off the pregnancy test in the drawer of Lois's oh, nightstand and stuff okay. like that. So I'm fairly certain it was him congratulating him on, you know, on an, an expected um, little Superman. And I'm pretty sure Joker kills Lois. Superman wants to just kill the world because, you know. It's well, actually, right. the real. Okay, so that would be like Injustice, which I wish they would do. Apparently, though, this was uh, the. I can't believe they brought this up. They brought it up like three or four times, and I didn't think they would. But there's there's like a few times there's some check-ins there's some quest check-ins with good old Steppenwolf he'll bring back a mother box and then Desaad will show up in this like weird tombstone that turns into like liquid metal and he'll be like be like so how's the conquering of Earth going and Steppenwolf's like he's like well you know where these I'm in the preparation phase we got one box we got we got some we got some intel on a second one we're gonna get back out there we're gonna find it soon with me and my all my six or seven claws here. Uh, and he's kind of working his way up to that. But then eventually we see Darkseid, like you talked about, kind of in that same liquid metal. And we see him in, in the flesh a few times, too. But they start talking mm-hmm. about the anti-life equation. And apparently that is what uh, Darkseid's looking for. It's on Earth. And they talk about it a few times, which is like one of the nerdiest things ever. I love it. But apparently that's what potentially turns Superman to do what he does. Darkseid turns Superman on his side to take over and um, conquer Earth. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a fun idea. I wouldn't mind, you know, if they had kept going with this, if they would have done a more typical Justice League, like they fight Darkseid, beat him, and then did an offshoot where 
that stuff happened and they're like hey this is like justice league alternative you know like oh my gosh it's like apocalypse and they're trying yeah, to fight it. that's him. where i feel like it would be better if it was like an alternate timeline kind yeah. of thing like if flash hadn't done the turn back time here's where we would have been sure and they kind of do an offshoot of like the the post-apocalyptic version and then you have the mainstream here you turn back time version Maybe something like that. I almost feel like it's a little unnecessary. The one thing I get caught up in is it's okay, it's like, okay, you finally got the Justice League. You have a lot of characters in the DC universe to draw upon, and you're going to go to post-apocalyptic right away. That you don't really come back from. Like you don't like. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, the world's been basically turned to tatters. Superman's wreaking havoc. You got Dark Side on 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 soil. You know, pulling strings you don't go back from that and like civilization is repaired. Justice league is here again. It's just it, at that point it's kind of over and you're kind of, you're kind of writing slash filming. <laughs> you're creating your way into a corner that you can't really yeah. reverse. And yes. it's like, how long do you want this universe to continue? Well, no, we're going for apocalypse right away. And it's basically over here, you know, the only other thing is, okay, you know, things turn back, they defeat Darkseid, Superman's back to normal, and what, then 50, 60, 80 years in the future, <laughs> the world's built back up again, cities are back to normal, there's a Starbucks on every corner, and people do their 9 to 5. Yeah. That, that's, that doesn't pan out in my mind, and if I'm yeah. Warner Bros, I'm like, wait, hold on, where are you going? Yeah. Where are you going? We, we want this to last a little longer here, guys. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. I agree with you. I totally agree. Uh, and talking about that, because, you know, if we can hop around as much as we want here, uh, talking about that final or that kind of um, apocalypse sequence, it's kind of a strange ragtag group uh, because we do get Batman, Flash, and Cyborg. But then we also get Mira because Aquaman apparently is dead at the time. Also, my boy Deathstroke yeah. is there sporting a mohawk, which I don't know how to feel about. Because uh, I was like, Deathstroke? What the heck happened? Um, but yeah, he, he's I'm glad changed. they gave him the moments they did. I'm that glad credit scene was still in there. Yes, which they, by the way, so yeah, the one you're talking to, or Joe's referring to, is at the uh, end of Justice League. Yeah, it's Lex Luthor and uh, Deathstroke sitting there talking about this. And in the theatrical version, Lex Luthor says, oh, I think we need a league of our own. Um, and it's kind of like saying, oh, just like the... Oh, was it the League of Doom or something like that? Uh, but in this one, I thought it made way more sense because they give the throwaway line. Lex kind of says, uh, well, I guess it's kind of like a little nod to it. He's like an eye for an eye, kind of saying that Batman maybe took his eye in this version mm-hmm. of Deathstroke. But he says, maybe this will help you hunt down Batman. His name is Bruce Wayne. I was like, okay. And that was supposed to lead into the actual Batman standalone film which uh, I, I like it drives me nuts because I wanted that. And I just watched an interview with Joe Manganiello recently. And he talked about coming back to reshoot or to add that stuff, especially the apocalypse stuff. And he said, like, you know, this is a really crazy process. He was like he the way he put it was so good. He's oh, like, that's why you had the Mohawk. Uh, on social media, I saw he had an actual mohawk, and I was okay. like, "Why? Why?" Well, and it was yeah. because he was doing the reshoots. He actually did the mohawk. Yeah. Uh, so all that stuff, like Ben Affleck came back as Batman. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, he's still willing to do it, right?" Uh, so I'm sorry. I just really hold up hope for him. But oh, yeah. basically, what he said for that is he's like, they were asking him. They're like, "So, like, you know, this is like Justice League. This is a big deal." And he's like, "Yeah, it's not really my movie, though." He's like, "I'm in it in a few parts." He's like, 
uh, they bought the building and I'm the guy who came with the building. He's like, so it wasn't like me. He was like, I was prepping to, you know, get into, you know, doing Deathstroke for that Batman standalone film. It just never happened. But he came back for those reshoots, which, again, it was kind of weird to see him. Uh, but there's like a story there where I want to know where it's like, OK, so obviously he went after Batman or potentially uh, you know, in the present and then in the future, they were like, all right, set aside our differences. What was I smacked the mic around? Set aside our differences and then we're going to work together to fight Superman and to try to destroy Darkseid. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool concept. And I was like, this is such a weird group of people. And then if you want to add one more weird person to this whole thing, who would you add but the Joker? Uh, <laughs> Jared Leto's Joker hanging out with Ben Affleck's Batman and really getting a proper exchange. I know we talked about this a little bit and it was probably too late and I I felt bad because we didn't have much time and I was I was cranky and tired because it was like three in the morning. Uh, But Jared Leto's Joker there, long hair. He's part of the team. Uh, There's this kind of exchange where Batman talks about how Harley Quinn died in his arms and that he promised Harley that Joker would die a slow, horrible death. Uh, But they're working together. For some reason, maybe, I don't know why Joker always seems to be like a guy that they're like, we need him alive. It's like, do we? Like, <laughs> like what is it about the Joker where you're like, yes, he adds tactical advantage to my team. There was but, something to do yeah. with his effects, his effects emotionally on Superman or something. Oh, is I that what it was? there was a reason they were keeping him alive. Yeah, okay. it was something to do with there Superman's to reaction to him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, why else wouldn't he have killed him right there? And it I mean, could be the lowest thing. Yeah. It could still be that, too. It's like, something you know? about that. There was something about, well, Batman let her die. He says that outright. You, oh. If you wouldn't have let her die or whatever, something like that. And the only, the only thing... I mean, was any of that necessary? I don't really like the post-apocalyptic thing. Um, there's something that <laughs> there's something about it that doesn't quite jive with me. Like I don't sure. like that direction like so Max. much. I, exactly. I and I don't really like Mad Max that much. I, I'm kind of like uh, uh, I liked it, but I understand. I still understand where you're coming from. It's hard to make it, it as compelling in a world where it's like dusty and sandy. You're like cool. Like, yeah, for exactly. superheroes. For superheroes. And plus, plus in my mind, I immediately think, well, I lost everything that could have been the Justice League and civilization and yeah. other threats. And here we are, the Justice League in tatters and separated. Half of them dead. What's the point anymore? Yeah. Like, who are we fighting for? Everybody's dead. Like Exactly. Like, uh, exactly. That's kind of what I think about that whole um, direction. Yeah. Um, but uh the only problem that I really had with that end sequence was the distasteful, like, you know, if you kill me, bad, who else is going to give you a reach around? And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I felt like that was very distasteful. Not that I can't take something that's a little rated R, but that is like, that's like something like a 19 year old. It paints a weird picture. Would say. Right. Like, yeah, I, I totally, yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was weird. I've always felt like his dialogue and I have to go back and watch suicide squad, but it always felt, I always thought there was potential with him. Cause I, I know a lot of people really love his, his work. And so I thought, Oh, he's going in a very different direction, even coming down to the laugh, which I think is very divisive. I know you talked about, you like it. I'm not really sold on it. Maybe if I heard it more, uh, but it's like he goes, it's got a more evil vibe to it. That's all. Okay, fair enough. Not that it's bad or good or bad. I just like my crazy maniacal, but maybe I just want Mark Hamill. Just put Mark Hamill in that, like, you know, just an older Mark Hamill sitting on that car. People would have been like, that's great. No, uh, but it's really interesting to see him kind of pick a direction and really 
commit to it and to see him come back because I think a lot of people were like, we're never going to see this Jared Leto Joker ever again. And then it was like, whoa, he's here and he's like having a conversation with Batman, which I think a lot of people just they want to see that there's something about Batman and Joker, regardless of the version, people love to see those two talk. This was just weird because you get Joker saying stuff like this and then you get Batman swearing at him and it feel it just felt very odd. Like it, and the apocalypse setting doesn't yeah. help it much either. If they were in it, maybe because I'm used to them in like a prison cell, Joe, and they, if they talked sure. like this in like a prison cell, I'd be like, this is weird. Like, what? You know, <laughs> and in the same breath, none of us understand like the context or the background as right. to why and when and exactly. what happened between then and now and what what's this conversation mean. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of the allure of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I keep yeah. guessing, you know, like I think there's a lot of that. But I mean, I'll, I'll go back to it again. The only thing that I didn't really enjoy about it was the distasteful, like, who else is going to give you a reach around? It's like, yeah, I'm sure that's what the Joker and Batman have been doing all this time is, you know, having. <laughs> I won't be at all. I know. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. I agree with you. Poorly written. I, I, I should have said something or spoke up more that night we were watching because I, when I heard that, too, I was like, what? I was like, <laughs> it felt like very out of place. I. I yeah. think you might be on something, though, Joe, with the injustice thing, the more I think about it, because you're right. If, if, you know, Bruce is congratulating Clark and he killed a pregnant yeah. Lois um, and years on. And again, the more I think about it, the more I realize that maybe this version of Batman would talk this way and act this way, because think of how 20 years of Gotham kind of messed him up. Think about like a few years in Apocalypse World and like that's why he's so okay just using assault rifles and stuff. He's like, you know what, guys, I'm so done. Like anybody who's not on my team is going to get a bullet in the face. I'm not going to be like, oh, my parents died. I need to. He's like, nope, everybody, if you get in my way, I'm going to shoot you. Uh, so I was yeah. like, okay. It was just a well, weird I mean, there's group. a line that's crossed eventually where those things are necessary, right? Sure. Yeah. And in this circumstance, they're obviously trying to get to a point where they could send flashback. And I loved that. Uh, even Bruce calls out, he's like, you know, Barry came to me a while ago. I'm pretty sure it was Barry. And uh, he said that Lois was the key. And they're like, oh, you know, we saved the day because Lois showed up and saved Superman. He's like, I don't think that's it. And I was like, thank goodness. Like Bruce Wayne, like one of his only things, you know, he's he's supposed to be a regular human. He's like an apex human, like the best human. But he's a smart guy. Like he would think that mm-hmm. he'd be like, yeah, I don't know if this was it. Like he wouldn't. He'd be like, why did Barry come back? He's got like a mech suit on and stuff. He'd be like, why is... Like, why would he come back and say that Lois is the key? So it really, you know, opens it up for that sequel. And, you know, after watching this, it felt very much like an MCU type thing where right away all I wanted was to see where they're going to take this. Because I'm like, oh, cool. I was like, there's a lot of possibility here. More so in the present day stuff. And that comes in the form, a lot of it for me, of like Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter's here. And I was like, holy it's like when there's this scene, this cut scene where it's it's uh, Martha talking to <laughs> talking to Lois and she goes outside of this apartment. Martha does and her eyes glow red and she turns into Martian Manhunter. And I was like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Uh, this is really cool because a lot of people have been speculating for a long time that this um, General Steinbecker, Swinebecker, whoever it was from Man of Steel might be John Jones or John Jones, something like that. A Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And. Yeah. Looking back at that, because I just watched it recently, I was like, maybe, maybe he's that, or maybe he just impersonates him later on the line, because you would think Clark would have said something. Maybe that was the intent all along, is that he he scans everybody, and he recognizes that one of the humans is actually an alien, and he's like, 
Hmm. When do they meet weird. in the original one, though? Or they they meet Batman versus Superman. No, they meet Man of Steel. Uh, they go way way back. Oh, okay. um, they're hanging out yeah. together, and he goes. It's when uh, Superman they put the handcuffs on him, and he walks in, and he's like, he breaks the handcuffs, and he looks through the one way mirror, and he's like telling everybody, he's like, I see everybody in this room. He's like, you know, I'm. He's like, you're afraid of me because you can't control me, and he's like, and you can't. And he, <laughs> I was like, oh, but he he says to him at the end of that movie, he destroys a drone. And, you know, he shows up and he's like, well, I guess yeah. you're just going to have to trust me or I'm just going to have to trust you. So I'm always like, oh, maybe that's a hint. Maybe he sees that he's another alien in disguise and he's like, maybe this is an ally. Or maybe he impersonated him. Martian Manhunter did, you know, a few years later. Who's yeah. to know? I'm just I glad he's Martian there. Martian Manhunter impersonated a dead person. Did he? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe it's in the show or something. Um, TV show? Yeah, the whole control thing. You, you're you afraid of me because you can't control me. And you can't. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, great. Yeah, you're protecting us now. But I mean, yeah, something bad happens and you turn on humanity. It's all over. I mean, and we yeah. see the effects of that when, you know, oh. the only thing he loves dies. Yep. Right? We love um, it. I want injustice so bad, man. I get it. I, I understand that it's hard to do. But like I said, though, I was happy to see Martian Manhunter because for a long time it said Unite the Seven. They were saying Unite the Seven every, or like for Aquaman. It was like Unite Seven Seas. We're not sure. That could have been the seventh member. And I was like, oh, and he's at the end. He does like an MCU style. Like he's like, hey, Bruce Wayne, I'm the Martian Manhunter and we can be pals. See you later. And yeah, he like kind of takes yeah. off. <laughs> Like, I mean that exactly another cliffhanger. I yep. mean, I'm not so going to delve into everyone. You need to watch I it for yourself. Them. But I mean, there are so many open pathways that they leave at the end of the movie for future endeavors in the theater, which yeah. is freaking great. Yep. And I, I would have been fine if they would have just delayed Justice League when the Zack Snyder tragedy happened. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think they should have just delayed it and just, all right, we'll march on with Aquaman and we'll march on with uh, Wonder Woman 84. And uh, afterward, we'll have an even stronger foundation for Justice League. It'll be perfect. We just need to be patient for that money Yeah, that they I, didn't make because well, they were not patient. Yeah, I'm not sure how much. I, <laughs> I'd have to calculate it all, but I wonder if there's like this fear that like the superhero bubble is going to pop. You know, even though the superhero movies are more, they're not even like a genre. They're like a framing piece and that you can make almost any genre fit into. But I think there was that kind of like, hey, Endgame, like Marvel's coming. Marvel's got Infinity War and Endgame coming up. You better get your Justice League out because anything after that might be like a, oh, you like it's hard to live up to that hype. Right. But they should be different. They should be set. They are different properties. Right. Like they're both good and it will stand on its own two legs. So I just don't know, because right now they're saying like, I think Zach said that he had no plans or has no plans on making a follow up to this, which saddens me because I think there's a lot of potential here. But I understand that he's you know, he made Man of Steel. He did Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. He did this now. Uh, he's done Watchmen. Uh, you know, he's done a lot of superhero stuff. And I could see where now, if you let out a version that wasn't a full cut of his, that would probably be three hours plus, no matter what. People would be like, I'm just gonna wait for that version because if you release that one into theaters, people would be like, uh, this isn't his full true vision. I'm gonna wait for that one. You know what I mean? Like, but like yeah. you said, they're they're not going to do a four hour movie with a, an intermission at like the middle. Like people don't want that anymore. Yeah. They just want two and a half Zach, hours. And it's done. 
Is he very knowledgeable on the whole DC universe? Like, you know, I think so. I think he's pretty well versed, uh, and I think he had a plan moving forward. Clearly, he did, and he kind of gave characters arcs. Yeah. You know, everybody. Yeah. Could he but, have been the Kevin Feige for Warner Brothers? I don't know. Like, and that's the other thing too is I don't. You know, you're talking about the apocalypse and stuff. You don't want to rush that, like you said. So I don't know how many if he that's if true. he wanted to do only you know three or four, and he was like, "This will be the DC stuff, and this is going to be all of it. It's going to be in four or five movies." And Warner Brothers was like, "No, we're gonna, we're going to do way more than this," uh, because obviously they want to and they want to flesh out their other characters and you know to however you want to see mm-hmm. it. I'm glad these other movies exist. I'm glad Aquaman and Shazam and you know Wonder Woman eighty four exist. But I could see where if this one had come out the way that he wanted it, those movies have been very different. If had this one been very successful, like if Justice League came out well, super successful, probably yeah. Judge. Well, certainly Wonder Woman eighty four, just because it doesn't quite fit. It establishes some things that aren't yeah. shown in these movies at all. Not to mention, it established things that weren't shown off in the theatrical version, which came before it either, which is disappointing. Yeah, um, Wonder Woman eighty four. It's not a bad movie. We've talked about it on the podcast, but ultimately, I could do without it. And I'm sorry to say that because I love Wonder Woman. Yeah. I really like Gal Gadot as oh, Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot. I think Patty Jenkins. I think yeah. I think Patty Jenkins is great. I just think that 84 is unnecessary. It's kind of blah. Yeah, it's a problem. Care. Like I used to think prequels were hard to do, like the hardest to do. But I think in between equals are the hardest to do because now you have to like yep. you can't do too much to change the status quo. Because you have like future films, especially this one that had something that happened in the future. And they're like, we have to jump back to the mm-hmm. past, but don't write any dialogue in the future movies that would offset this. It's weird. But I will say this. Gal Gadot hanging out with Alfred, or I should say Wonder Woman, Diana hanging out with Alfred. Great stuff. More Alfred scenes. Alfred got a lot more play in this movie. And Jeremy Irons, yeah. he did a great job. He was like having a good time. He had little tech stuff going on. He was talking about tea. Wonderful. I was like Jeremy Irons. Like it's like oh good. You know they're actually using this amazing actor as opposed to him just kind of saying a few lines here and there. I was like good on you, good on you. Uh, yeah, yeah. But a sequence that was maybe slightly unnecessary was when they all get together and they take the nightcrawler or whatever. They're in the yeah. the ducks underneath the harbor or whatever. Yeah, the tunnel thing or whatever. Yeah, to rescue the people that the parademons are taking away to interrogate. I, that whole thing was kind of. To be honest, yeah, I don't know. Necessary or no? Not really. Not quite. No, it's just kind of a, a moment to get Aquaman to join the team. You know exactly. Yeah, right. come on back, Aquaman. Save us from the rushing water. Yeah, <laughs> I don't there, know. The Nightcrawler yeah. thing. Explain to me how that thing climbs the walls. It smashes through because they're so hard. It just smashes through. Yes, yes. Won't hit the physics. water. I don't know, man. You love Superman the most. Is, is this really what you're going to get me on? Is the Nightcrawler you're like, uh, mechanically, yeah. this doesn't work. Yeah. This man can because, fly. He can yeah, fly. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. With his muscles, but... he's like, fly. It's like, put legs on your car and it's going to climb a wall. I just, I don't like it. I think it's. I know you don't like okay. it. I, I just. Like w- it. I want the flying fox to look sleeker. Not like SR... Maybe that... Oh, Joe, maybe this is why they didn't do this. They didn't make it sleek like the SR-71 from X-Men because they didn't want people getting it confused. And it's the first time I've seen Batman have like a big, like, care like a troop carrier. Maybe he's had it in other things, but I, it's like, I was like, oh. Yeah. I, guess. I, I was fine with it. I know Drew kind of mentioned... Our buddy Drew, who watched it with us, he was like, he's got to get the Batmobile and his toys around. It's a toy hauler and also carries the team. So it had to be big enough to transport those things, supplies, weaponry, and other vehicles. So I kind of get it. It had a belly like 
like like you know it's yeah like a transport plane it's like a c-130 yeah. with mixed with a chinook that's what i'm gonna say all it, i know is that yes. usually in the past you just has the bat wing bring the bat wing these other people don't it, need your help they can all get there yeah. on their own like he, he uses the, the bat, bat wing, wing. <laughs> Like, he had that in oh. Donna Justice, right? Yeah, he does. It does a little clip. It does a little clip up, or Alfred hits him with the, and it like throws him up, and he jumps through the window into yeah. the building. It's great. It's got yeah. a weird shape to it. It would break in a second if it hit anything, as most planes probably would. But I wanted to see. I was like, get the Batwing in there. You know how he's not going to get you as easily on the ground is if you're in the air. You know those parademons, they're going to be like flying around. They'll be like, I don't know what to do with this. You won't have to do the whole like slide under the silo thing. You just fly around. You just fly around. You're super fast. You're faster than you would be in the bat yeah. mobile. Yeah. Come on, come on, Bruce. Bruce, bring hey, your hey, bat wing, dude. Ah, hey, oh, you're killing me. I think. Me. Uh, I think we'll get the wrapping things up in a minute. As far as like final take, final sure. notes, mm-hmm. but I would like to maybe take a, a second to speak to how we got here. Oh. How do we, we get this? How did this Snyder cut come to be? We got spoiled with such a gem. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that did not sound sincere, but I think you meant it to. <laughs> I meant it to. <laughs> um, oh, that's so good, buddy. So a lot of this, a lot of this was due to public impact. Yeah. Nuts. There were public communities and social media and fundraisers that literally pushed the point of release the Snyder Cut. Mm -hmm. Um, Just an example. um, So the community pulled together funds, right, through donations, um, hundreds of thousands of dollars. $150,000 was donated to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention in honor of Snyder's late daughter. Um, That's great. They also raised money to hire a plane to tow a banner above San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con. Like, come on. Amazing. Um, But then there were also some maybe not so great impacts, but still – impactful nonetheless uh apparently i was reading some article i got pulled up here um apparently the hashtag release the snyder cut which I, i've seen quite a bit just on random dc pages that i follow um fan pages and things like that um i've seen that a lot but it got it got a little bit of a bad reputation because uh they inundated or that campaign <laughs> that campaign um like it bordered on harassment. Um, they drove the former president of DC entertainment off Twitter because <laughs> he was inundated with it so much. Um, she said something. That's crazy. Yeah. That's- she said something on social that was kind of a knock against Schneider. I say Schneider because it's Snyder. Um, but anyway, yeah. So apparently they just, you know, beat the crap out of her on social Dang. media um what's our website here which where are we getting this from by the way yeah um it is sci-fi wire okay, um cool. so it's actually a really nice article i think all this was written post the release of the snyder cut but um it's fascinating how this worked like you say you're talking about all this stuff this this um you know swelling of support for this thing that kind of existed but then got made and then you see things like that for a long time uh, the opposite where people they were starting these sites to like 
do a remake of The Last Jedi. And there was like a lot of people trying to like just giving fake money to these people because these people just wanted like it was like some sort of like 150 million or something like we will remake it ourselves. Uh, but like that, you know, didn't actually go anywhere. Whereas this did like it was just enough people and it blew up enough and, you know, got yeah. made, which is crazy. So, OK, I love that you say it that way, because um, they do kind of say in this article, it's um, they say that technically the social campaign got the Snyder cut made. Yeah. They said not released because anything that costs $70 million to complete isn't really something that originally existed in the first place. Yeah. So apparently they shelled out quite a, quite a budget to complete it. Um, and I think money well spent. I think if there's a big enough and, and good enough response to this on HBO max, Maybe maybe Warner Brothers will realize that there's something there and they need to recapture that essence in some fashion and continue on with, you know, what they had. If this gets a good enough response, granted, it's not like, oh, it's made a billion dollars box office. It's a much different, different uh, uh, view here. Um, So. But they can tell numbers and things and how many times streamed and all that good stuff. And then also um, critically, critic reviews, although they say it's the same movie just with some things stuffed in. I think anybody who, you know, we've spent an hour talking about this and I think we've covered um, plenty, plenty of detail, a lot of detail. Mostly all detail. Different. Well, yeah, I mean, there's enough detail change in the in these between these two that we can spend an hour talking about it. Yeah, it is vastly different, in my opinion, Um, and a lot of things that were necessary. I I think you're pretty, I think you're pretty blunt and stupid if you say that's basically the same movie just with the. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's coming to reshape the earth and take it over and all that. Same kind of plot, a little bit, kind of, but there's more to it. It's better explained in this next one. And, um, if you're as naive or, or, uh, I guess blunt's the right term to say it's the same shame on you. Then you're not much of a critic. Are you? Oh, I was going to just say, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Uh, no, uh, I, no, you're, you're right. No, it's just more of like, it's same kind of story beats, but way more fleshed out. So I think if you appreciate the details stuff like we do, it feels like a vastly different film, but I think like the end result is still the same. It's just a cooler way to get there. You know, like the ride is better. It's a, it's a, it's a more interesting ride, even though granted it's a very long ride. Uh, (laughs) it's a super long ride. It's like, there's a good one. How would you equate it in park rides? This yeah. would be hmm, compared to hmm. Hmm. Uh, Winnie the Pooh versus Space Mountain. It's no, it's Pirates of the Caribbean versus Pirates of the Caribbean. This is just the one in Disneyland that's like 15 minutes long, and you're like, well, this is this is a lot more in here. You're like, there's a lot more stuff. This is pretty good. A lot of people won't understand that, but yeah. That's, hey, yeah. the ones who do, they're the ones I love the most. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I was thinking, Winnie the Pooh versus Space Mountain, Jiminy Christmas. Like, no, we can't compare them. Those are different. Okay, Winnie uh, the Pooh and Peter Pan combined, <laughs> like riding them back to back for Space Mountain. 
dude that and rock a- and roller coaster oh my gosh those are t- <laughs> that's t- that i just can that be a thing one day can we just have like temporal like you finish like big thunder mountain and you're just on splash mountain you're like how did i get here and you're like oh it's all right and, and let's let's put it this way as well um the, the moment superman puts on the black suit that moment is kind of equal to the moment where you get dropped backwards on expedition everest <laughs> uh, really <laughs> i got goosebumps when that happened bro during the yeah. movie i got goosebumps when he put on the black suit i was excited for you because i was like oh this is the moment for joe i was I, like yeah i was moment. leaning forward in my seat doing this and i was getting teary-eyed <laughs> all I, w- I was just angry about the fact that i was like batman really you gotta bring that mech suit i know it makes you a little chunkier but you're fighting some bad stuff i wish he would have brought that out and like i know I like he had it they show it hanging on a rack yeah like maybe it was messed yeah. up he didn't have time to make another one but i was just thinking sure. like dude it would have been so cool if he would have just come out and been like he's like all right he's like i gotta i kind of suited up his armor looked good though it looked great i mean it always does so jimmy yeah um we've, we've kind of touched on it in quite a few aspects maybe for different characters but uh we get quite a few flashbacks here yeah lots of flashbacks them. how do we feel about them uh it's a lot of cyborg flashbacks for the most part. That one's flash. probably maybe the most uh, meaningful. Meaningful. Right. But, well, I don't even know that I would say that. I think that one's just the fleshing out. It's worthwhile, but maybe yeah. slightly boring if you already know. Sure. I'm kind of surprised but, they didn't give like, uh, well, because she had her own movie, but like Wonder Woman, they didn't really do anything with that. You know, and I was like, okay, that's fine. They didn't need to. I just want more. I always want more yeah. Gal I'm sorry. Because they know I mean, we've already gotten them. Even I just want to. She is mesmerizing to me. Like when she's on screen, I'm just like, huh, like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. all right. I'm like, Dread every man ever. Okay. Just kill uh. them all. No, I no, I thought the flashbacks were good. Uh, it's funny that he, you kind of bring that up because after I just watched Watchmen, there's like, that movie is crazy and it's long and there's a ton of flashbacks, but it's still coherent. So I think anybody who's able to do flashbacks and still make it like easy to follow. That's pretty impressive. Even if it doesn't always pay off the way you might want it to. So, yeah, there's a lot of that stuff and a lot of asides. I think the thing with Aquaman stuff, that felt the most out of nowhere. I like having Willem Dafoe in it. I really do. It just felt kind of like he, had, like everybody had their own little side quest. And he was just kind of like, I'm not coming back to Atlantis. And he's like, but you got to. We need you. And I was like, oh, okay. We'll come back there one day. Uh, but, yeah, no, I didn't mind the flashbacks. Uh, like we said, a lot of those kind of uh, fleshing out other characters and, and adding to some things that we didn't have before. So, yeah, I'm all about that. But again, you have to be really interested and in, uh, curious about these characters to appreciate that at all. Otherwise, you're going to be like, yep, I don't really care if, you know, Cyborg played football, you know, <laughs> whatever. You're like, I don't know what to tell I, you. I think the flashback that deserves the most attention right now is, well, I don't know what I'm saying. Just I, I think one that we should maybe uh, discuss a little bit is the flashback to Darkseid's siege of Earth. I, Earth. Yeah, you said you want to save Darkseid till the very end, so this is a good time. I think to do this it. is a time we lean into it. Sure. Yeah, we cover segue well, from the flashback part into what we thought uh, of Darkseid's involvement <laughs> and was it appropriate to bring him into this movie as much as they did or even at all. Um, the flashback to his attempted siege of Earth. I loved it. I freaking loved it. I thought it was it was pretty grandiose. It was a feast for the eyes, as a young Joe Lever would once say. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked everything about it. There was quite a bit of CG going on, but uh, 
it was attractive. It really, um, I like him. They did a good job with him. Yeah. He is probably Thanos and then some. Um, I think he's more. Granted, that, I mean, I hate drawing the comparison to Marvel, but I mean, you get the same appearance from Darkseid. He's kind of similar in a lot of aspects. Um, but uh, I really, the voice, the eye, glowing eyes, the, the kind of light armor, uh, the physicality of him, it's all pretty cool. Um, and when he, you know, smashes the ground and you see the printed insignia of the death or the life equation or whatever. Um, yeah, he finds the Omega. Right? Or he puts, like, he does that, and then sometimes it's, like, the Omega symbol, sometimes it's not. But then again, how did he miss it the first time? I don't understand. Antoff well, he was getting his ass beat a little bit. Um, <laughs> it, it was done a little weird. Like, the old gods, like, Greek gods, like Zeus and Ares, like, apparently they're the one. They were kind of delivering the worst blows to him. I think Ares gets him in the shoulder with the axe, and he's kind of like bleeding out, and they they pull him back into his ship and retreat and that sort of thing. But it was it was them kind of illustrating in a much more grand way how they kept him from taking over the planet of Earth the first time via teamwork or bringing together the the world at that time or, you know, a community to uh, stand strong against an invader that would end them all. Um, so it was really cool. It was, uh, you know, it's not the Battle of Helm's Deep, but I think, uh, you know, you start to get that vibe a little bit, you know, against all odds, they take out and send the send the big bad packing, packing and retreating. I like the show off of all the different players. Like, I, I like the whole Green Lantern. I forget that one's name. They talk about him, but... I saw some article that mentioned his name, like he's in this film. I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't know who he is, <laughs> but uh, gets his hand cut off and the ring like goes up in front of dark side. And I think he goes to reach for it and it disappears. And then doesn't he get hit? I think that distraction at that moment did something. I can't recall. This is why I need to watch it again. Mm. But um, I like him showing that off. I like the old gods being involved. Obviously then you have men and, and the Amazons and, and um, the Atlantean, Atlanteans. <laughs> um, I think it was it was much cooler than the uh, uh, Whedon version uh, from theaters. Um, I, yeah, Dark Side in general. That was great. Anything you'd like to add to at least that flashback and what you thought of it and Darkseid? I didn't want to cut you off because I wanted you to keep going. Joe, I don't like to use the term objectively very often because I don't think it really makes a lot of sense. It's all subjective, really, just the lens in which we view things. However, I would say that this, as far as crazy as subjectivity goes, is just so much better than the first one we got. Now, the first one was okay. Steppenwolf showing up and fighting and all that stuff. It's fine. This just added on to it. Joe, you hit the major things. Something about just watching Ares bury an axe into Darkseid was something I never thought I'd see. And I was like, that was pretty great. I was like, wait a sec. People are getting good hits on, on freaking Darkseid here. So it was pretty cool to see that stuff because you're like, whoa, okay. Darkseid was not prepared for this crazy group of people. Uh, yeah. Them all coming together, which, you know, they had a common enemy. 
which is really nice to see. But yeah, I really liked that sequence. I thought it was way better. And the Green Lantern losing his hand, I was like, oh, way better than him just dying. Like, I was like, oh, that's so rough. Uh, it was meaningful. It's like his hand yeah. with the ring, the one, you know, it was his... Yeah. yeah, he got some hits on Darkseid, too, and I think Darkseid was kind of hitting. And there was a few times they do mention the lanterns, and there's something about that when you use a term like the lanterns or the Amazons or the Atlanteans where you're like, you just use that term and there's like a, oh, oh, there's no Kryptonian on this planet? We should be fine. Like, there's stuff like that that kind of builds it up in your mind. You're like, oh, the lanterns must be kind of a big deal if they say that the planet doesn't have lanterns to protect it. You're like, what? oh, okay. So yeah, aren't they like protectors of the universe or something? That yeah, yeah, they're kind of like a, a, like a cool space force as it were yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah and there was, are different colors there are different colors which that's probably why green was not going to go to dark side even though he probably is there's probably a comic where he's wielded it. that's usually willpower dark side would probably be a yellow lantern which is fear uh, or maybe red mm-hmm. if he was going rage like your boy Atrocitus. Uh, yeah, but yeah, like which would have been that would have yeah. been sick to sh- see him. That would have been my color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thing, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I liked that scene. I thought it was amped up. It that that is like a little bit what we're talking about here. All the action sequences are like that in this movie. It's like, oh, did you like it in the first one? Well, mm-hmm. it's more of it and it's bloodier. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm like. Hmm, I am on board yeah. for this, like, because uh, we like to see that, you know, uh, a little bit. We're sadistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, I just thought of the thing I was going to talk <laughs> about. Uh, crap. What was it? You know what they were missing in that fight, though, Joe? They were missing my, uh, the the lady, like, um, she's the sister to the queen of Themyscira, like, um, uh, oh yeah the general gonna... i forget her name yes yeah. she's so yeah. i love her so much and every time she shows up in any of those wonder Woman movies i'm like she's my favorite <laughs> I'm... but gal gal if you're watching this you're oh. my favorite don't worry about it Sorry. yeah um i just thought of the, the point i wanted to bring up did you notice how they didn't even bring up the whole the parademons can smell the fear or the, the whole fear smell yeah they didn't do thing. that uh which i didn't I'm... do it I'm glad they Bruce didn't do that. hanging some criminal over the ledge of a building. Like I'm going to kill you. I don't. I'm, I don't even think I'm. Or I'm not even going to put you in jail. I just want your fear or something like that. They can smell it, so he can capture one of the parademons or something. And the parademon uh, explodes into three boxes, or it shows three boxes on the wall, and he's like, "That's got to be it." Yeah, there's a lot of stuff yeah. like that because, and again, I don't blame Joss Whedon for making the decisions he made. He probably came in late. And he had to, they had to just make it work with what they had, you know, and he's like, well, this isn't going to make sense. I have to do some sort of setup. But in a four hour cut where you get more time and more money. Yeah, they're going to be able to flesh that out and they're going to cut stuff where it's like, oh, the parademons are actually the ones who kind of defeated Steppenwolf. It's like, no, no, no. The Justice League did. They chopped his head exactly. off after skewering yeah. him. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. With like, Steppenwolf, yeah. such a cool name. Like, that's a. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. that's a like that's like right hand of the devil kind of a thing you know like yeah and he wanted to like redeem himself he was gonna have to conquer like another 50 or 100,000 planets to getting back in on dark side's good graces but he'd tried to overtake him before so there's like there's more there with Desaad and there's like is a granny goodness or whoever like that that lady yeah. was hanging out with them. Yeah, they like, tease so all much. these characters. Yeah, you're like, so oh, great, yeah. the problem is, why is Darkseid just chilling out on the other side of that boom tube during that ending sequence? He should have just ran right through those little laser beams, which we did get in a... Yeah. Um, 
was that like an alternate future or something where it showed him just like killing everybody? I was Next like, to Superman, they were fighting and killing people. Yeah, yes. it, was, it was an alternate. I just future. love seeing yeah. those crazy Omega beams, man, just going like you're. I was like, yeah, so cool. And it's it's a brief moment, like blink and you miss it. but you do get it. You know, I love that brooding dark side. Like they show him on his throne with the flames and the. You know, just, you know, kind of, kind of a Thanos moment of, I'll get him. Yeah. You know, as simpleton as that sounded, it's it's cool. I mean, I'm looking at a still image from the film right now of him sitting on his throne doing that, like, you know, imposing, imposing, really cool. Yeah. Um, well, and Thanos also uh, is way, I think, more dynamic because he's had more time. Darkseid's not supposed oh, sure. to be... I don't think you're supposed to sympathize with Darkseid. I don't think you're supposed to understand what he's doing. You're like, he's just like evil embodiment of evil. Yeah, he's not supposed to be like, oh, he's doing this for the good of everybody. You're like, yeah, he's just a really, really bad guy. Nope. He's a conqueror through and through. You're not going to talk to him. You're not going to have these like little, like, it's not going to be Doctor Strange and Thanos talking about like, why are you doing this? It's going to be like, we're killing. Uh, Quick shout out though to Mira, who is kind of weird. She's got an interesting accent in this film, but she starts blood bending or pulling the blood Uh out of Steppenwolf at that one moment. Why is that not a thing in Aquaman? Do it all the time. Do it (laughs) all the time. If you want to take out um, King, King Orm or whatever, just go up to him, just clear the space of water and just, just like, (laughs) just as your problem solved. Super cool. Oh my gosh. So man, I Uh, like that. That that kind of stuff. It was like, Oh, what? What? So I think we can agree we like how much we got of Darkseid, considering he hasn't had a lot of time to develop. This was kind of yeah. his time to develop, right? Shine, Which I yeah. think, yeah, it, it was a good developmental movie for him. And in the future, we'll get him in a more Thanos-esque featurette, right? So. Um, one would hope, for crying out loud, Warner Bros. Anywho, um Stepping back real quick to something that's more of a icing on the cake type of item. Mm-hmm. Um, music. Music. Yeah. I wanted to bring that up. What too. I'm glad you brought that the up. heck? <laughs> it changed a lot. So okay, <laughs> What happened I, to Icky Thump where he's walking down okay. the pier and jumping in the water? Instead, it's like. <laughs> okay. There was an original score. <laughs> And composer that went along with this movie, uh, forgive me, I don't recall, uh, but that all got swapped out when Zach left and they brought in Danny Elfman and Danny Elfman did a bunch of stuff. Now, Zach is also known for doing stuff like putting a really popular song in his movies. So the Icky Thump thing, I wasn't sure if that was coming or going, but there was a lot of stuff that they got rid of. They even changed the beginning portion or some of Wonder Woman's theme, and I've grown to absolutely adore that music. So thankfully, they still had some of that on the back end. The, the yeah, they still did like the main theme songs for Thank the characters goodness. and, and uh, Wonder Woman. You got to have in there, and well, it's and awesome. Also, the Man of Steel, the freaking Hans Zimmer, the bum bum, and they they play like just a few notes, and you're like Superman. You're like, here we go, baby. Uh, like, which by the way, you did not like Cyborg's like little um his little the image they made of Superman because they were like talking about resurrecting they're like oh yeah i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say it (laughs) and he just projects it i'm like like that (laughs) i like that that moment when they show bruce with like the red cape of like that and then later on when you see um superman show up to talk to alfred they show both of those things in the trailer and they aren't 
they aren't there. You yeah. Know? And it's like, and here you get it and you're like, yes, <laughs> I yeah. know what happened. Uh, yeah. So the music changed the a way, lot. Uh, oh. I'm running a little low on battery. I was going to ask you, how much time do you have? I got less than 30 minutes of 25. Perfect. We can, that's we can, pushing. we'll start. That's okay. We should probably start wrapping it up then. Uh, but the music did change. I'll probably quickly look up and see who did that. But yeah, so they brought that original score uh, back in for that, which I don't know. It's fine. Um, Most of it was fine. Like I don't yeah. mind orchestral kind of build up music. That's a little bit more artistic, but there were a couple in here that were just like jarring. Like they did not fit what was happening on the screen at all. Um, and one the Aquaman moments were kind of the big ones for me. I remember when he's in that ice uh, village in Norway or wherever it is, Scandinavian, it looked like he was walking down that pier. I mean, I, I expected something a little more dramatic and like, uh, like driving. And instead it was very like sad and somber. Like he was sitting in a meadow looking at a butterfly die, you know, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so uh, that, yeah. there were just a couple times like that. I think there was another one that I can't recall, but it's something to pay attention to as you're watching. Um, you know, so you get, you get some good and you get some bad as far as like the music uh, and sound goes over some of this stuff. So yeah, yes. worth pointing out. It was Junkie XL, by the way. Uh, but you, you make a good point. I'm. I don't know why Hans wasn't more involved because I would have just brought him. I would have been like, all right, like just. There must have been a purpose for that, or maybe a change up for it. But yeah, I just yeah. I, I love what he did. Like I said, with the like the Man of Steel score, I wouldn't want you to change that at all. Like, and I'm pretty sure that's in this one. Uh, but you just hear it, and you're like, like you know, my eyes roll back in my head, and I'm like, this is great. Um, but yeah, you're right. The music was definitely different. But for some reason, I just can't get. Those ladies singing out of my head, out of that village. Yeah, it just, I think it's because it went on yeah. so long. I was so surprised. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I was like, this would not, this would have been the first thing. I'm sorry. They sounded great. They sounded great. I'm sure it makes perfect sense if I understood what they're saying. But if they were going to put this in theaters, that would have been one of the first things they just would have cut. They would have been like this, peop, like Zach, people aren't going to, people are going to get frustrated in the beginning of your movie if you're trying to get to the action and you're hanging out and it's like, what? Um, so these are yeah. these are Aquaman's groupies. Yeah, exactly. For him. <laughs> which that whole sequence was still in there, which I was so amazed by because clearly they like a lot of them spoke English or some of them spoke English or whatever else, and it's still just Arthur Curry saying like dressed like a bat, and he's like talking to him like he's just like basically outing Batman to the whole world, and it's like it's not a big deal, like it's fine. He's the Aquaman, so yeah. Anyway, uh. In closing, I like that this exists. I like that the original exists. I think both have their merits, but I think there's just more to like here, and it, it just goes on for a long time. So you got to get ready for that. It's four hours. Maybe. It's it's long. It's long, but you're not wasting time, especially yeah. if you haven't seen it. I think if you like the DC side of things and you like these characters, you have to watch it. Even yeah. if you saw the first Justice League, this is worth watching. Let me let me also cap it off by saying this. Have I gone back and watched the first Justice League again? Yes, but only a little bit of it. I couldn't make it through the whole thing. Oh, uh, I will I go back and watch this again? Yes, most definitely. As long as you have I HBO Max. That much. Yeah. As long as I have HBO Max, I'll go back and watch it. And one yeah. day I'll pirate it and watch it again. No, we don't. He won't. <laughs> You'll purchase the $60 version blu-ray or whatever it is i'm uh, totally kidding but i, I will stre- i will stream it it's uh it's just a matter of finding the time some late night yeah. whatever i'm in the mood i will watch it again it is 
I mean, I'm not going to call it my favorite DC film to date, or will I? I, I did like Wonder Woman. Either way, Ooh. this is definitely this is the meats. Like, if this was yeah. a Sunday or a taco salad, if this was a taco salad. This would be the freaking beef on that freaking taco salad, you know? Yep, yeah. through that. Uh, it was, it was something. It was something. I am so glad that it was made and um, released for us to enjoy. And I hope that it gets a big enough reaction out of everybody in the fandom that uh, Warner Bros. does something to, you know, reignite that that flame that I think is, is there. There's, there's a lot of potential, you know, we, we touched a lot on how there's all these characters that we kind of get little moments with. And we're like, wait, who is it? Wait, what are they? I mean, freaking decide for crying out loud. I can't even tell who or what he is. I mean, give me more of that guy. Yeah, for sure. There, there, this is like the trunk of a tree and all these branches branching out with leaves yet to grow. Yeah, and those Wait, leaves please. are movies or stories. I I just come on, somebody has to see that potential and and do something with it. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything too bad. I, I know there were some critic reviews that were pretty mediocre. Like yeah, it's the same movie again with a few more things and some pointless moments. Come on, <laughs> so um, I encourage people to watch it. I think on a rating scale, I'm not even going to do it. That's I won't fine. even do it. I, I mean, to me, from what I've gotten out of DC thus far, it's a high ranking. I just, I can't, it's so complex yeah. and there are so many variables. I don't know that I can say, yeah, it's a 9.8 on a 10. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's somewhere in that realm, you know, but it's just, I really appreciate it. And it's just not because I'm fanboying or I'm biased. Maybe I'm a little biased, but it, it's, it's worthwhile. It's what I wish we would have got in theaters yeah. or some form of it. And that sounds stupid because we did get a form of it. Yeah. yeah not, not really, not really. Yeah. There were a lot of things wrong with that one. And and like you say, I'm not crucifying Josh Whedon or Joss Whedon or anything like that. It's just, mm, yeah, I want something better. It just I, lacked a lot. Yeah. I would recommend it only if you've watched man of steel and Batman versus Superman, Donna justice. Maybe you could watch exactly. Batman vs. Superman Donna Justice Ultimate Edition and then watch this if you've never watched any of these other ones. I would not recommend jumping straight into this one, though, if you're unfamiliar True. with DC's offerings. Otherwise, you will be completely lost. It's kind of the same like with Infinity War or something. I would not recommend you do that because there's a moment where a man who looks like a regular man, seemingly, gets stabbed in the back by an alien and turns into a robot man with a cape. Uh, so if you're not ready for the vision to pop out of something like that, this movie also will be kind of like... What's happening? Uh, but I know a lot of people watch this show, Joe. A lot of people listen to us and they hear us. And I know this is going to get back to Warner Brothers someday. So Warner Brothers, do me one little favor. Okay, please, please, whatever you have to do to get Ben Ben Affleck back. I know you do Robert Pattinson. I'm sure it's going to be great. But you could you could do multiple. And get get Joe Manganiello back. He was ready to do Deathstroke. We need Deathstroke. He looks so good. Maybe not even He's the Mohawk. I just yeah. I need to see him fight Batman. How like think of that think of that fight in the warehouse <laughs> where Batman killed all those guys, but it's with Deathstroke. Ah! I'll reinforce your thoughts, Jimmy. Here, or your sentiments or your speech, whatever you want to call it. Yes, um, my monologue. I'll reinforce that. Yeah, your monologue. I'll reinforce <laughs> that by saying. 
because we didn't really touch on it. We might have in the original uh, Justice League uh, podcast, but this in this movie goes on to reinforce it more because we get more time with certain characters and they're featured in a much better way and it makes more sense and, and they're more identifiable, relatable, likable. The casting for the current universe that we have set up uh, from Flash to Aquaman to Superman to Batman, Batman and Superman especially, yeah. um, and Aquaman in his own right. I mean, I think Jason is, is a great Aquaman. The casting right now is mm, spot on. If only we could keep it forever because it is great. I it is it. absolutely great. It's kind of like the Marvel Universe. They casted they they have cast everyone so well. It's pitch perfect. Yeah. DC got it and they're losing it's slipping through their fingers like wet spaghetti noodles, you know? Yeah. Like, oh. oh gosh, yeah, cuz I yeah. just I want is it crazy and I don't know, I could be wrong about this. I think this is only the third time we've seen Henry Cavill as wait, Superman. Is it Fourth. the third? Third, is it fourth, third, Man third. of Steel, Batman vs Superman, Justice League, right? For yep. the most part, isn't that like he's so good? Uh, it's just he is good. Me. I really like Henry Cavill. He seems like a Cal. nice guy. Um, yeah, I just I want more. I just want more Superman, especially in that black suit. He probably wouldn't keep it forever, but it's just cool to see it. I just I thought there was gonna be a moment sure. where Batman just turns and be like, "Huh, I can see that you like." See, like what I'm wearing. <laughs> I it's like that moment in Infinity War where <laughs> Thor sees Captain America. He's like, "I see you've grown a beard like mine." You know, <laughs> Cap's like, yeah yeah, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Like, I see, I've made quite the impact. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's that. It's that oh, man, it's so good. But yeah, black so, is awfully slimming, Superman. Exactly. <laughs> it would. I would just. I recommend it. Uh, so check it out if you haven't already, and uh, let us know what you think about it because I do want to hear what other people think too. It'd be very interesting to to hear all that. Well, Joe. So your battery is probably not going to hang on for too much longer, so we're just going to speed through these last two segments, everybody's favorite segments of the show. Uh, but uh, let's just start with that thing that we like to call Time on. Killers. That's right, it's time for Time Killers. That was beautiful. Well done. It's the games we've been playing, movies we've been watching, TV shows we've been doing. Joe, besides Justice League, which I think we're both still watching currently. It's that long. Uh, <laughs> it's just on in the background. Oh, can I just add yeah. on in the background? That probably would have been, I probably would have been in some sort of infringement. Uh, what uh, have you been killing time? with lately buddy pretty much flat out nothing jimmy not much of anything i i have intentions on watching um yellowstone oh okay uh, kevin costner i believe kevin dude he's so good drew our buddy drew says great things have you you seen it jimmy i don't think i have no no i i hear great things and apparently it's only i forget it might be paramount network that i need Oh, Paramount Plus. I thought it was Peacock streaming from NBC. I don't know which it is anymore. I'm so confused. But I see ads for it. I'm like, oh, I want to watch that. So anyway, that's that's on my list. But yeah, have I been killing time with much? Not really. Not really. Fair enough. Um, Biggest thing recently was Justice League. And I think we've talked long enough about that one, don't you think? (laughs) Who knows? We could keep going, honestly. Uh, Yeah, for me, you know, I, I for some reason, I was like, I'll just go on a Zack Snyder kick. So I watched Man of Steel recently. Still great. Really good movie. Uh, I, I think, anyway, I really like that Superman origin. 
not a lot I don't like about it. And because we did our two versus one fights uh, last week, I get to watch that fight with him in Smallville. Uh, and I used a lot of that stuff for my Hyperion, um, which is video about uh, Marvel's version of Superman, which I made a while back. But man, I still like that. Also, you just got to give it to Michael Shannon. General Zod, I think still for me, is my favorite villain that DC's come out with in these films so far. I just really like him. He it, Like on character motivation, it makes sense. He was just raised to be a warrior and the general, uh, like the leader of the military for Krypton. And you could see why someone like that would go insane trying to save Krypton at all costs. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, I get that. He just fully, he leans into it. Love it so much. And then I watched Watchmen the other night. Wow, another that's a long movie. Uh like 2 hours 42 minutes or something like that. That one is that one's you can see where Zack kind of got into the superhero stuff in a big way there, but yeah, that one's very dark and kind of, you know, it's sexy and stuff like that, very violent, very, really gritty, but yeah, um, you know, of the two, I just like I think it was cool to go back and watch it, but there's something about Man of Steel that I'll keep going back to that movie. There's something that man, I just I like it. It's good stuff. I enjoy it. Uh so yeah. Also, side note, talking about superhero stuff, I've jumped back into Marvel's Avengers because they did the next gen update, and believe it or not, it works like butter now. Uh, there was there's one mission that I have loading issues with still, infinite load screens, but everything else works so much better. This is how the game I wish it would have launched, and a Black Panther is on the way. Man, I'm I'm excited. So anybody out there who's playing on Xbox One or Series X, you hit me up. We'll team up. It would be great. It's it's a lot of fun. I've been having fun jumping back in. So yeah, there we go. Time killers. Time killers. Uh, Well, Joe, it's time to move into that segment of the show, my favorite segment, which is community feedback and questions. Questions. There we go. I didn't know if he was going to say it or not. Um, I never know. Uh, I like to to keep the people guessing. He keeps us guessing. Uh, This this one comes in on our Discord from the JSTROM. Hey, JSTROM. He says, mm-hmm. can you can you think of a single Joss Whedon added scene in the theatrical cut that was actually better than the Snyder Cut version of the film? Joe, what do you think? Oh, I have I have one. If you can't think of one. Go ahead. Uh, for me, I don't know if I want to say it's better, but one that I really appreciated and I thought was funny um, and it was kind of a cool character moment is Aquaman sitting on the Batmobile who is also nudged up against the lasso of truth and he said he speaks his oh, mind yeah. finally which is great because the that, whole movie he's that was so the stoic. one joke I was okay with I loved it and he just <laughs> I love when he gets finally to one room and he's like you're gorgeous he's like I know our our people have been fighting for centuries he's like I don't I, I don't really care about any of that uh, I just I was <laughs> yeah, just like that was a good it's moment, so yeah. great I just I love that there's something about that moment uh that to me I was like Aquaman got to share like he never would because normally he'd be like he just kind of sure. like you know but now and it like, showed the power of the lasso right yeah like exactly it, it off a little bit which was great and all of them um, are kind of watching it and they're uh, kind of like uh, just let him just let him finish <laughs> so, yeah so it's the one part i miss i, I yeah. know our buddy drew disagrees but i i thought it was fine it's not like it's like degrading aquaman in any way it's just yeah you know, it's just for fun yeah. Yeah, that's so the one. That, that's my pick too. I can't okay. top that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Anyway, Otherwise, I don't think there are any. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Except for some music. I like at the very end, Superman and Flash racing. That's kind of fun. There's like a point there yeah, at the end. Okay. He's, he's like, "Which coast do you want to go to?" He's like, "I've never seen the Pacific." And he like looks over there, and Superman's like, "Don't you mean that way?" 
<laughs> he also he also jokes earlier on Superman says like if you lose you're off the team and Barry's like what <laughs> he's like just kidding it's like oh that's I like that kind of stuff anyway uh, thank you everybody for watching today if you did indeed make it to the end of this show all you need to do is ha- tweet the hashtag at us hashtag critical podcast and let us know on Twitter which uh, we are at go critical or you can tweet at me personally I'm at Jimmy Good zero one three however if you'd like to tweet at Joe about something Snyder Cut related or something else. Joe, where can they find you? You'll have to find me at Joe something. It's 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 going to pop up on screen. Yeah, I'm Joe, sure it's Joe underscore Lever or something weird. Joe Lever underscore 627. It's fine. Yeah, okay, I, yeah. I can just start doing this. Uh, but if you did make it to the end, then just hashtag Snyder Cut. Everybody's tweeting that out recently. Uh, big shout outs not only to Ryan, but also to Jalen, who hung out to the very end of the last episode or one of the more recent episodes. Oh. If you do make it to the very end, let me know in the comments. I'll shout you out. I'll be like, hey, thanks so much for listening all the way through. We'll see if you do it twice. That just means that means that they can they can tolerate Joe's rambling. Jalen said he loves you, Joe. He said he loves you. You pre- <laughs> Why, thank you. He said he loves of... you, but he didn't say that if he loved me or not. So I don't know. All right, um, Jimmy, looks like I'm in. You're out, pal. That's right. Hey, Joe, you just take over. I'm just warming up the podcast for a couple of years here. You know, you've been here most of them, so you know what you're doing. You don't even need me. We'll just get freaking Jason Momoa to be your co-host. Wouldn't that be great? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He Wait, still had no, those moments. Kool-Aid, man. He still had he some had moments. He had that a little bit, but Look. he was a lot less of a bro surfer, dude, which I appreciate. They got rid of some of the woos, but they were still in there. He was still yeah. bro man or whatever the joke I made was when I originally reviewed Justice League. I don't remember. Um, Aqua Bronis round. There we go. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. I remember it now. Anyway, uh, thank you guys. If you guys want to support the channel, consider checking out our Twitch. You can see me streaming there usually Mondays and Fridays. We've got a spreadsheet. Uh, but honestly, just you commenting here. Just leave a comment or just share this. This would be great. Uh, also, huge thanks to our patrons who make all this possible. We appreciate you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joe, any final words before we wrap up here today? Final words. Very good. Uh- <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. And until next time, which will probably be Godzilla vs. King Kong, just remember to adapt and overcome. Bye-bye. And I swear to goodness, if Godzilla loses, I'm going to lose my mind. I will lose my mind. It's a big gorilla. I don't see how he can't lose. Or can. Ah!